everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where folks, I'm becoming an Atlanta Braves fan. (laughs) All right, not exactly, but that's not the point. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. My name is Mary Mel Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here of the Nahum Segal Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before the live lunch. Hey, Poker Tov Tioni. I'm surprised you knew what the Braves were. I know, but I was trying to come up with any other team out of Atlanta, and I had nothing. Oh, did you actually do that on the spot? You could have just like Googled it. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I did it on the spot. And I was like, okay, let me let me think for a second. Yeah, I can go with Braves because the only thing I know is really baseball. You got the Falcons and the Hawks also. What do they play? Falcons are football and Hawks are basketball. Are either one of them contending for anything? Mm, last place. Okay. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> your sports update. That's a good one, by the way. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I figured I'd go with the Braves. Of course, I'm just, you know, kidding. Because I wouldn't leave my Yankees right. for anything. The Braves anywhere. are actually pretty solid. That's a, yeah, that I do know. Yeah. That's also um, that's also what's his name on on what the Braves? No, I don't know. TNT. Who's um? Was that Ted? Uh, who owns it? Who owns the Braves? Ted, Ted Turner. Yeah, Ted Turner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I knew something about it. His face. Married to Jane Fonda. No. Oh yeah, sure. Oh shush. Oh god. Yeah, Yo. sorry. The Shonda. Not helping me out with the names. Here. No. Anyway, so I would make a joke about becoming a Braves fan, and I would never actually leave my Yankees, but I didn't know any other team out of Atlanta. And that's not to say I don't know anything about Atlanta. It's just to say I don't know anything about Atlanta sports. Right. You're you're ready. You have your, your Home Depot hat and your Coca-Cola I in the bag ready. I love Atlanta right. to the point where I know it's pronounced Atlanta. Atlanta. There's I say no... Hotlanta. Why? Because mm. you don't like the way it sounds it's normally? Hotlanta. I don't even know what that means. Oh, is that why you put it on the... the, yes. the oh. <laughs> Yoni made a spreadsheet so I could keep the JM the Ames for next week organized and make sure that all the slots are are filled and, you know, just to make sure that the shows are prepped properly and everything is is Sharir Vikayam, as we like to say. And um, I could not, for the life of me, figure out why he called it Atlanta. Yeah, well, there you go. Hot February Atlanta. 2019, but now I know. Yep. All right, so that was um, that was a funny joke two weeks late, Pollock. All right, listen, I get them when I can. Yes, that is uh, that is true. You should got to take it when you can. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're heading to Atlanta. Sun, uh, we leave Sunday, but Monday morning, six a.m. Folks, don't miss a minute of our programming beginning with JM and the AM starting on Monday at six a.m. Eastern time. We'll be at the Young Israel of Toko Hills. Totally looking forward to it. Our thanks to Rabbi Star for hosting us that day. Next day, we are at the at the Atlanta Jewish Academy, and thank you to Rabbi Lubitz for hosting us that day. And the next day, third and final official broadcast in Atlanta, we will be at Beth Jacob. My thanks to Rabbi Feldman, and my thanks also to Rabbi Tendler, all who of whom been wonderful, wonderful hosts all week long. I need to give a major shout out to Naftali Herman. Naftali Herman from the from NCSY has been um, our partner in crime here at the Nahum Siegel Network, totally setting us up for success, making sure that he could do everything possible on the ground in advance of our trip, um, just to make it as smooth as possible and to bring the best possible programming to you, our listeners. And I, and I mean that sincerely. <coughs> Excuse me. The breadth of interviews and topics and um, just interesting stories that we'll be able to provide for you next week makes me proud in advance of the work that we're going to be doing in Atlanta. And frankly, you know, we've been saying this since Irma. Atlanta deserves it. They really, really do. What the, You're going to hear stories next week about families opening their homes 
and and taking in thousands and thousands of Jews from Florida, people they've never met before, people who just showed up on Shabbos, people who just, you know, just got there um, in trying circumstance. But they accepted them with warm and open arms. And and it's just every story that we've already heard in advance of this trip is going to blow your mind when you hear it next week. So I highly recommend you not miss a minute of our programming. I know we say that a lot. I know we say that a lot. But this time I'm really, really serious. Yeah. So make sure to tune in starting next week. Um, I also want to give a an official shout out to my family. As you know, um, we all have families and and um, private lives here at the Nachum Siegel Network, which is true. Actually, I'm sure of everyone who's listening. And sometimes there are sacrifices that are made per, by the families on behalf of either somebody's career or a professional decision, et cetera, et cetera. And Lord knows that that is uh, that's certainly the case here. And so I thank my husband and I thank my kids, all of whom have my back when I look at them and say, sorry, <laughs> I got to go. I got to leave town. Um, they're, they're definitely proud of the work that we're doing. I, I, I give you that. They're proud of the work we're doing at the Nahum Segal Network, but nevertheless, it takes sacrifice on behalf of everybody. And, um, I truly appreciate it. You the real MVP, as they say. Uh, do they say that? Well, there was, that there was a basketball player that oh. when he, when he got his trophy, he was crying and talking about his mom. And he oh. said, Mama, you the real MVP. I got it. Well, that's true. Right. That's yeah. What I'm yeah. That's true. Let's do the, uh, let's do the fortune cookie. Yoni. We made a big deal about last week's fortune cookie. I know. Um, you put a lot of pressure on this one. Yeah, but I'm feeling good about it. Okay. I'm optimistic. Pessimism doesn't win, right? No, pessimism doesn't win. You are correct, Pollock. All right, hold on. Cracking this buddy open. Here we go. Understanding the nature of change changes the nature. I have last week's. Yeah, I think we should keep last week's. You want to read it for everyone again? Yeah, let's just yeah. let's just work with that let's one. Do that one. Last week's was pessimism never won any battle. That we're going to hold for two weeks because this one stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, by the way, was there a word limit? Understanding the nature of change changes the nature. Did somebody look at Confucius and say you only have four words to work with? Make it happen. Okay, but for real now, I feel like we've had that one before. Really? I don't want to listen to all the other ones we've done before, but I that one sounds familiar. Understanding the nature of change changes the nature. Because then I think we we did a little, you know, we, we were annoyed delved, with it then also. Yeah, and we kind of like try to like delve into it. And a there bit. was nothing. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, thank I, you. I shouldn't ask you if, if no. you remember, but no, I don't remember a thing. Um, but just do me a favor and make sure to play these numbers. Take <laughs> okay. that because that's worked before. Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling that it's going to work this time. Oh, you know what we should do. We should bring those numbers to Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then if we win there, it's less because the taxes are less. Not if we win there. Hey, when? Yeah. I, you know, I got to talk better. Hello. Exactly. Customers never won any battle. I mean. Exactly. Come on, Pollock. Uh, let's do the national holidays. It's National Beer Can Day, which should actually probably fall the week of the Super Bowl. Right. Not in charge. I don't make the national holidays. I just announce them. Um, but yeah, it is National Beer Can Day, not something I'm at all going to participate in. It's Belly Laugh Day. Yeah, I could use a good belly laugh. So um, I, I, I hope that that I'll be able to fill that. That to that I will be able to fill that today. It's International Mobile Phone Recycling Day. Yeah, if you have that box <laughs> of uh, old mobile phones that use that could otherwise be used as target practice or paperweights. It's time to recycle them. I actually take, Yoni, I don't know if you do this. I take a lot of like my 
um, my tech recycling to Staples. Do you know if they recycle phones? Uh, like, sure. Yeah, probably. why not? Um, yeah, because for International Mobile Phone Recycling Day, I think everyone should take that em- that box that they have of overflowing um, blackberries and just take the them. Yeah, yeah, take them and recycle them. Or the trios. Are you old enough to remember what a trio is? Trio, a palm trio. trio. A po- oh, like a palm pilot. All right, stop talking. No? Let's do the next one. Wow, I actually it's, thought I had that one. Stop too. talking. It's national. You are. You're in the. You're in the parsha. As right. they would I've say. Heard that. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about it now. Now we're in a fight. Uh, it's National Peanut Butter Day. Nice. I know. I'm in. Nice. We have I'm peanut butter to think in if there's any reason why it would also be around. No. No. I got nothing. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm joined this morning by the founder of the Layers Project magazine. I am very much looking forward to this interview because the Layers Project is something I became peripherally aware of through Facebook. As many of you know, I am way too connected to social media to be completely honest but the layers project magazine uh you can find them on facebook at the layers layers project magazine and also um online at layersprojectmagazine.com the layers project to me um is a is a great example of the power of social media for the good and oftentimes i refer to this network as the as a great example a prime example of the good that can be that you can find on the internet about the power of the stories that come out of this network that we can share through the internet and how the internet is not always for evil it's not always for bad and the same thing is true with facebook and the layers project speaks to that it speaks to the power of connection speaks to the power of community and actually utilizes that community that online community that exists and tells jewish women hey there's a community for you too shira lankin sheps graduated from hunter college school of social work with an msw in clinical social work after working in the clinical field in marketing and in photojournalism she just started decided to start the Layers Project to help break down stigma and promote healing within our Jewish community. Shira feels strongly about presenting women who are so often as often shown as shallow characters or fully removed from Jewish media spaces as three-dimensional individuals whose lives are rich and full with resilience. Shira is the founder and publisher and CEO of the Layers Project magazine and I invite and I welcome her this morning to That's Life. Good morning, Shira. Good morning. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. And um and I'm completely in awe of of your of this work. I, I really am. I'm completely in awe of the magazine. Tell me, uh, you know, I, I I understand your background and I certainly understand the need of the Jewish woman to hear stories of other Jewish women who have faced or continue to face challenging circumstances and therefore want to share their stories in order to give support to others. I, I get that whole idea, but what made you consider a, an online magazine as the right way to do it? I think it is such a, you know, a, a 2020 concept, but what made you realize that that would be the right platform for you? It's so interesting. Um, I, I think that it, it, it was born out of my own personal experience. Um, I personally, I was I was sick for a few years, uh, approximately five years, and I was very ashamed of it because I wanted to be everything I wanted to be. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be a community member. I wanted to be a great mom and a great wife and a great professional. And 
um, when you're sick. Um, and at the end, it, it was really relegated. I was relegated to bed. I mean, I, I couldn't mm. do anything. Um, it was just really very difficult for me, and I felt very other. Um, and so one day, I just kind of had enough, and I, I put my story online in a, in a blog post, and I just received such a tremendous outpouring of support and validation. And was, what really took me by surprise was that I was inundated all of a sudden with all these people that I had known um, who I thought that their lives were perfect, mm-hmm. and I saw them on Facebook and Instagram, and they looked like their lives were just great, and they were pouring their hearts out to me with things that they had never shared anybody. Um, and I realized that I, I wasn't alone and that our lives are not as perfect as we make them seem on the Internet. Um, and so when I got better, God willing, um, thank God I, I got better after a, a, you know, a, a year, um, I I tried to, you know, say, what can I do? How can I give back? What can I do? I have these passions, you know, I have this clinical expertise, and I love to take photos, and um, I love to write, and what could I do? And I was like, okay, well, let me try and kind of copy this mechanism of something that worked for me in a way that I got tremendous support when I needed it. Um, and so the Layers Project was born. Um, and it, in its original iteration, it was just a photojournalism blog where I interviewed women. Um, we talked about their challenges and their triumphs and kind of what made them feel other and and um, they connected with other women through healing. But um, there just was so much to say that I kept getting essays. People were submitting me essays. I wasn't even asking for essays, but people were writing these long Megillas and sending them to me and said, Sheer, you have to put this online, please. I, I need people to know I need people to know about this thing that I'm experiencing. Um, and after a few months of that, I realized I was like, we need to make a full magazine mm. online because there's just too ma- there's just not enough space and too many voices. And so that's what we did. It it reminds me of a conversation I had once with somebody about putting things down on paper, and mm. uh, and that it is it's mutually cathartic. It's often Absolutely. people do not appreciate that when you share your story. And there's there's something concrete, there's something um, therapeutic about taking your challenging situation and putting it down on paper, or of course in 2019, typing it on a right, exactly, putting it on the (laughs) internet, and um, and and so it helps the person who has gone through the pain, either either or is going through the pain. Let's just let's just be real and be honest Mm -hmm. about this fact that not all stories on the Layers Project are final chapters in someone's life they they are Mm -hmm. right there they could be a current chapter in somebody's life as painful as that sounds in in some of these categories Mm -hmm. um but it is it is unbelievably important to verbalize and and concretize all those thoughts and feelings and putting them down again on paper so that the person who's writing it feels a, a sense of relief and then the person who's reading it who says, oh my gosh, someone else like me, someone else mm-hmm. who is going through this. Like it is, it is mutually beneficial and people don't recognize that initially. Yeah. And it's amazing because then what happens is those women who are reading it at home, they write in and they write comments and say, this is exactly what happened to me. And all of a sudden our profilees are flooded, mm. literally flooded with positive support, validation, and all of a sudden they're no longer alone in their, in their experience. Um, and I think really what the most transformative part is that I always say I'm a therapist, but I'm not your therapist. <laughs> when you come to me on the Layers Project, you're, you're, whatever we're talking about really does have to be processed. It can't really be raw because I'm not going to do that to my audience. You have to be able to right, right. go pick up your kid from school and go to the supermarket afterwards. Um, but 
but we do talk things out. And what's really incredible is the meaning making that happens. And once you share that meaning and then you, you, you give it to others, it doesn't really matter what you're talking about, whether it's infertility or special needs parenting or divorce, whatever it is, that strength, that resiliency that comes through from the meaning making, anybody at home can take can take with them and apply to their own lives or help them understand their own their own experiences. And so that's really what's so transformative. No, I I, I agree. I hear that completely. I also think it's very interesting is that um, there's there there are the anonymous posts um, and those are new, right? And that's that's what I certainly definitely I, I certainly want to discuss for a moment. Um, as mm-hmm. as a as a former journalist, I I feel very strongly. Um, that we sign our names to things, and so yep. I don't. I, I I never get. I never get why newspapers or online magazines or whatever, not the Layers Project, and I'll clarify this. Um, why they print, whether it's a letter, an article, of this, a, an op-ed. Like if you're if you're putting your if you're putting your words down on paper, sign your name. Being a be a man. Sorry. Just an expression, but be, a woman. exactly, you know, exactly. <laughs> just stand up and put your name to whatever you're doing. Okay, fine. Right. But here in this case, I think it's a, a, a real validation um, of women who have stories where they can't sign their name, and there are right. reasons for it. So everyone should just understand that the posts that are available on the Layers Project um, uh, online. Um, the Layers Project Magazine dot com are signed. They are signed pieces. Yeah, and everyone exactly every one of them. But there is a tab for the anonymous posts where that is a closed group on Facebook. Correct. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the reason for yep. that, and just explain to our listeners. I mean, because y'all, you will obviously do a better job than I will. Explain to <laughs> our to the listeners why, even though you agree with me on paper that we should sign our name in this case, we needed to make an exception. So we've been running the magazine for a year now. The project has been around for two years. I have been very, very clear with my readers that I will not accept anonymous submissions. I've received hundreds of anonymous submissions. And I said, I believe that when we tell a story anonymously, we are further stigmatizing the topic. Because I believe that there are certain things that make us feel other that should not be other, that we need to stand up and say, hey, I'm experiencing this. I know you're experiencing this too. It's okay. We're okay. We can be a part of the community either way. But then I realized after a long time, after getting really deep into the work, after hearing story after story after story, um, that could not be shared. I knew they couldn't be shared. And it's not because of how taboo they are, because sometimes issues are really taboo that our community is not prepared to talk about them. And that wasn't what got me. What got me was the stories that you couldn't share because they weren't yours to tell. Right or yours alone to tell. They were stories that affected your husband or your mother or your siblings or your friends or people that were connected to your community, things that were so deeply painful and so isolating and so, um, so, so difficult to experience on your own that, like, you needed to share them, but you just couldn't. It's like carrying around this big, dark secret that you, you know that you can't ever tell because it's not fair to. Mm-hmm. Those stories have a right to be heard because so many people walk around with those stories. Right. And why can't we do the same mechanism of connecting through healing and validating um, in the same, in the, in the same way, you know, and providing in a, in a women's only closed space. So there's a feeling of safety. Um, so that's kind of what we decided to do. What does differentiate us is because you will see other Facebook groups online that are geared towards women, religious women, that um, have anonymous posts all the time. We're not looking for advice 
people people send in anonymous posts to lots of different groups and they're asking for advice. Hey, can you tell me I'm having this problem at home or this problem with my family? What would you do? That's not what we do. Because I don't believe that not necessarily uh, receiving advice online from a million different people from a million different perspectives is right. healthy. And frankly, it causes a lot of fighting and mm. fighting online, and it's ugly. That's not what we do. All The purpose of this is to say, hey, this is something that's happening to me. This is something that I want to share, and I want to get it off my chest because I know that there are people out there that will understand me and will be validated by what I'm saying. And also, I just want to receive some, I want to receive some love. I just want some support. I just want someone to hear me. And sometimes just being heard is so transformative. And so we're in the beginning of this process. It's been only around a month. Our Facebook group actually just hit 3,000 followers tonight. Wow. Um, it's grown 1,500 followers in the last few weeks just from doing that. So I can't imagine where this is going to go. I think that there's um, a real need for it, and I think it's something that we need to nurture on layers because I really believe that stories need to be heard and women need to be heard and they need to feel connected and connected connection is healing. And so uh, if we can facilitate that, then, then we're doing our job. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network and Shira Lincoln-Sheps joins us this morning. She is the founder and CEO, publisher of The Layers Project Magazine. You can find them on Facebook. You can also find them at thelayersprojectmagazine.com. You, you make a very interesting point and, and it's something that is not um, doesn't resonate today because we feel that everyone's lives are everyone's business. There's just so mm. much out there, so much that is made public, and the, the need for yeah. privacy is not something that is often granted or respected. And so here, sure. by giving people the opportunity to share their stories in an anonymous way, and they again, as you mentioned, they're not necessarily their stories, but stories of a family member, you're saying, um, I am going to respect that person's privacy while respecting mm-hmm. the need to share that story. And I think that that is a, an important statement to make because, you know, when you say something, when you tell somebody, when, when, when somebody finds out a piece of information, right, and they come to you and they're like, how did you not tell me? And you say to them, right. it, it's, it's not mine to share. It wasn't that, mine to share. That's <laughs> not something you hear in 2018, 2019. It's not something you hear anymore. What do you mean? We all get to know. No. We don't all get to know. And, and right. drawing that line, uh, you know, while I, again, I, I sign my name to everything, I completely support and appreciate the sensitivity in giving that anonymous, those anonymous posts a voice and a platform because, because you're right and you're doing it in the right way. So thank you. I appreciate that. No, I, I think it's fantastic. I don't, I, I don't want to run out of time without asking you what must be the, the number one question that you get, which is layers. Let's talk about mm. why it's called the Layers Project magazine. It's not just uh-huh. the Layers magazine. It's not women's layers. It's not Jewish women's layers. It's the Layers Project magazine. Let's just talk for a second about how you named this project. So it's, an, it's a good question. So I think that project indicates uh, growth, work. Um, I think as women specifically, um, and this project, the intention of this project, or what, I, what I'm doing, is that we are working on growth. We are working on creating something. And layers is, um, it's a, it's a, it's a nod to to Jewish women who are complex and who um, we value modesty. Modesty comes in lots of different forms. We literally wear layers mm. to 
separate ourselves from the world, right. to keep ourselves, as I say, kadosh, right? Holy, separate, um, unique. Um, and there are many layers to us as humans. We're moms, we're professionals, we're daughters, we're siblings, we're friends, we are, we are cre- creative beings, we are so much. Um, and so we also have the personal and the and and the public we have you know like there are just so many elements to who we are um and so layers kind of encapsulates that essence of of you know the layers project it's like we are always working we're always right. growing we're always striving uh to to balance all of the things that we are and that's really where i was born wow very deep and and a great 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 explanation really adds to the whole understanding of the project. Um, And yeah, we all are, you know, a work in progress, so to speak, right? (laughs) Yes, we are. We certainly are. Shira Lankin-Sheps, again, she is the founder, publisher, and CEO of The Layers Project Magazine. You can find them at thelayersprojectmagazine.com. You can find them on Facebook also at The Layers Project Magazine. And how does one gain access to that closed group of anonymous posts? So you just have to... uh Click um, click on the Layers platform, which is our, our closed Facebook group for women only, for Jewish women only. You just click on it, and uh, if you're a Jewish woman, we'll accept you. Um, also, you have another option. You can send us a private message on the Facebook group or on Instagram, or you can send an email to our website. If you don't have Facebook, but you do want to participate because you really you care about Jewish women and you care about our experiences and our stories, um, you can send us an email and we can include you on our subscriber list and send you a private email so that you can still access those essays. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, thank you for this. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for establishing this community for Jewish women. It's certainly necessary. And um, continued Hatzalcha to you and everyone at The Layers Project Magazine. I mean, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. A full afternoon of programming continues. Live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins in just a few moments and then at 1 p.m tbt throwback thursday and then at 4 p.m jm rewind encore 7 p.m the arab shabbos show hosted by mark sonic brought to you by our friends at kedem tomorrow morning join nahum as he hosts jm in the am from 6 to 9 a.m and at 7:40 a.m malcolm holmine joins him for the weekly update 9 a.m it's naomi nachman with table for two naomi will be joining us in Atlanta, Table for Two will be recorded next week at the Spicy Peach. It's amazing. I can't believe this is all coming together. It's totally, totally nuts. Go Braves. <laughs> That's a, this is my little TBT moment myself. This is Ohad with Stop. This is one of our featured songs from last year's Kosher Halftime Show at Shari Sedek. I think we finally scraped the paint off that floor, didn't we, Yoni? I think it finally happened. Anyway, see you guys in Atlanta. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Stop, stop. Don't think about it. Be thankful every day. I once heard the wise man say, just stop, stop. Don't think about it. Because tomorrow is a brand new day. The world is not exactly how I'd like for it to be But I have a certain feeling Hashem is watching me I won't let fears and worries steal the joy out of my day Just think positive and problems melt away Stop, stop, don't think